This is the World Industrial News for Thursday, May 19th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part seven of their podcast, Addressing Climate Change with the Internet of Things and AI. That means that every power plant affects the grid in its own way. Every load affects the grid in its own way. And all those effects are communicated to everybody else through the power system itself. The same is true on the internet, the same is true on the atmosphere. So if you actually looked at the scope of the problem for managing our grid, you're now talking a much larger system than you ever would have thought before. And fortunately, the technology for doing these ultra large systems is coming along very nicely. So we're getting bigger and bigger in these systems And we need to be ready to handle systems of much wider scope. And now you start to talk about why do you need an infrastructure? You really can't put that kind of a data management in an application. You have to really address the needs of the actual suite of problems that you're going to start solving. You also have to make sure that things like AI, which is ideally suited for handling large volumes of data, uh, you have to make provision for them them to be used. I heard it once said that the average person has a uh, ability to handle transient data of about five hertz, five times a second. We're talking about problems that are more like a million times a second. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. With OPEC producers accounting for only a fraction of total U.S. imports, the provincial leader of oil-rich Alberta, Canada, said he was curious why Washington, D.C. is not leaning on its northern neighbor for energy security. The U.S. Senate Energy Committee hosted ministers from Alberta to discuss the mood in the room following the Russian military invasion of Ukraine in late February. Russia is a world leader in crude oil and natural gas production, as well well as exports of refined petroleum products. Some of those products are necessary to make consumer staples such as motor gasoline. Nearly three months into the conflict, Russia has become something of an international rogue, seeing many of its long-standing energy consumers flock to the exits in order to avoid getting caught with untradeable or sanctionable goods. It isn't often that the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, a leading voice of the business community, and the American Clean Power Association, a renewable energy trade group, agree on anything. But they found common ground in praising the Biden administration's plan to expedite federal permitting of infrastructure projects, even while agreeing that more details are needed. The plan, which was released on May 11th, aims to strengthen and accelerate federal permitting permitting and environmental reviews of infrastructure projects funded by last year's $1.2 trillion Bipartisan Infrastructure Investments and Jobs Act. Many experts and trade groups pointed out the plan was long on aspirations and short on specifics. For example, it isn't clear how the steps outlined in the directive would differ from various steps taken by the Trump administration to streamline and expedite federal permitting for energy and infrastructure projects. 
Speculation around the U.S. easing restrictions imposed on Chevron remain just that, absent a concrete measure to allow the oil giant to expand its operations in Venezuela. This month, the U.S. Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Assets Control will decide to either issue a simple renewal of Chevron's license to allow the company to remain in Venezuela with limited abilities or ease the restrictions to allow the company to resume some of its activities. The current license allows Chevron to engage in transactions with state-owned PDVSA necessary for essential maintenance or the wind-down of its operations, according to the latest renewal issue by OFAC. The office administers and enforces economic sanctions imposed by the U.S. against foreign countries. The current license is set to expire in June 2022. And the European Commission is proposing to spend an extra $220 billion over the next five years on a plan to rapidly reduce dependence on Russian fossil fuels and fast-forward the region's adoption of green energy. The massive investment will fund Repower EU, a far-reaching plan revealed in March to allow Europe to cut Russia out of its energy mix by quickly reducing its reliance on gas and oil imports. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.